Well, hey, welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. It's a podcast we talk about real ministry for the majority. I'm Andy George. Joining me is Ken Hester. Hey. How you doing, We're back. Ken? We're back. We're back. We yeah. Took, we took like a week off. I think sometimes you just need a little a little breather, you yeah. know? She's like... <laughs> Just breathe, and uh, and and you guys know you're all in ministry, or most probably most of our listeners in ministry. You know, sometimes there's things come up. What are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? Not much. You just skip yeah. a day. Yeah, our personal schedule has been crazy. <laughs> personal and ministry meeting. It's, yeah. been, it's, been, it's been a very January was a very long year. It really, it really was. <laughs> but at the same time, it's fast. It's uh-huh. like all of a sudden now it's February. Yep. It's it was weird because when you're in the middle of January, it just felt like it was so long. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, you look back, you're like, it's already what happened in February. Month? It's yeah. this recording. It's it's just time is just so weird right now. And our ministry, because you might not know this, we are not full time podcasters making millions of dollars <laughs> podcasting. That's not what we you do. You haven't subscribed, liked, and shared enough people. <laughs> we tell you every week: that subscribe, is the, like, share, comment. Yeah, and uh, that's what we really need. We really need boy. more subscribers so we, <laughs> we can monetize this. Thing. We need a sponsor <laughs> that has a private jet. That's what we need. So if you're <laughs> if you're out there, but anyways, uh, so the one big thought podcast. We are back. We're ready to go. We're excited. We always love sharing. Hopefully, encouragements when it comes to just ministry to all of you in ministry, whatever ministry you're in, mm-hmm. bivocational, um, just purely on staff somewhere, leading a church, whatever role you're in. Well, our hope and prayer is that this will help you um, just do not give up and be yeah. encouraged and kind of stick through it. So we talk about one big thought, which is literally one big thought at a time. Ken, today we're going to talk about something I think is applicable to everybody listening. Yes, for sure. We're going to talk about discipleship. There it is. Boom. Do you think the term discipleship is a dated term? I think it can be overused, you know? So it's like we, we even we talk about like go and go and make disciples. It's Jesus a, said listen, to go and make disciples. And then it's a it's biblical like, term. <laughs> yes, for sure. But then at the end of the day, like what right. does that actually mean? How are you living out? That does, making disciples isn't recruiting volunteers, you know? Right. Even though it is. So let me ask you the question. Like, Same thing to the listeners. It's a little deeper than that. When you hear the word discipleship, what's the truthfully, what's the thing that comes to your mind first? I think and same in, thing with the listeners. Yeah, I think intentional mentoring. Uh, I think uh, Bible study. I think um, just um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think immediately, obviously, about Jesus and the disciples, right? right? So he intentionally taught them. He gave them exposure to the different things that he was doing, and he gave them trust, authority. There was mentorship there. There was intentionality behind all those things, and it was 24-7 for three years. (laughs) So it wasn't like, okay, well, when it's convenient, I'll just tell you a few things that might help you out. It's growth. It's understanding. It's learning it's you know it's all those things but i think that that term discipleship probably depending on your background of denominations mm-hmm. or like i didn't grow up saved so okay. when i hear discipleship the term discipleship my mind elite begins to yawn like mm. oh it's probably some boring mm-hmm. thing in some small sunday school classroom somewhere with right. some guy teaching you know and that's not true but just because of my upbringing even still i got to fight when I hear discipleship, that it's not just this boring thing because it's not. It's actually life giving and exciting, or it actually can. be. Or I was going to say, or or it actually <laughs> yeah, is that, that's right. and and because yeah. it's been it's been 
put in the wrong forum right. or the wrong format, then right. people people have a, a negative connotation to it. So let's define discipleship. So I, I have a working definition. I'm going to see what yours is. Sounds great. So what is your definition of a disciple? Not to, You already defined discipleship. So discipleship, learning, growing, mm-hmm. you know, intentional growth, um, willingness to, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. But how do you actually know and define a disciple? Oof. Do you want me to share mine first? Yes, I do. I think you put me on the spot there for <laughs> the is beauty it, of the podcast. This is called No Notes Podcast. That's right. It's amazing. I love it. Working definition for me, and I know you're not supposed to use the word in a definition, but I do is a disciple is one who makes disciples. Hmm. I love that definition. I don't think I made it. I think I heard it somewhere. But a disciple, the way that you know and can define a disciple is they are making other disciples. I think hmm. it's a good definition because if you look at hmm. our churches, ask the question, hmm. how many of our church people are actually making disciples? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very few. Yeah. But Jesus told us to go make disciples. You are my disciples, Yeah. right? You go now make disciples. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. So we we are his disciples, but are we actually making disciples? And if we're not, then I would challenge whether or not you are a disciple. Yeah. I, and that's a hard I, line, but that's I mean it's but, true. So when it, while you were explaining that, um, it it sparked something in me. I I feel like a a disciple is a student, is a leader, and to your point, is a multiplier. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm I'm willing to learn. I want to learn. I'm not an expert, but I'm always in a learning mode. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm learning about scripture, just because I'm having a conversation, just because I'm in a class or doing a devotional, or doing about even taking a class at seminary, doesn't make me an expert. Right, it makes me knowledgeable. Right, right. Then there's leadership that's involved in being a disciple. Mm-hmm. There's gonna, I've got to be able to lead others mm-hmm. closer to Christ in their relationship mm-hmm. and in their growth process. And then I've got, again, as you said, go and make disciples. So I've got to be a multiplier. I've got to not just again be the only person that knows what the heck is going on, right? But empower, trust, and develop others around me. Yeah, and I, I think I find that if if I know that if I'm not pouring out into somebody else, then all I'm doing is self-consuming for what for what reason? Like mm-hmm. why? To get fat. To get fat. You know, to get spiritually <laughs> to be a fat. Big baby. Yeah, to be a big <laughs> baby. I did. I did. I did. I don't want to. I don't want to just feed fat babies. Yeah. Uh, is <laughs> I actually did. I was going to use that on Sunday, and I I was like, mm. probably just save it for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a podcast line. But as a pastor now. I don't want to just shovel food into fat babies' mouths mm-hmm. because they're just feed me, feed me, feed me. Because that's where you start to get people going, I'm not growing, I'm not learning, I'm not being fed. Right. Well, it's probably because you're not actually pouring out into somebody else. Mm-hmm. So all you're doing is consuming. And of course, at some point, you're going to get to, listen, you can only do so many Bethmore Bible studies. Well, right? in a part of teaching too, I mean, this is, this is a proven fact. When you read something, you retain a certain level. When you read and write something, you retain a certain level. Yeah. But then when you actually teach what you've read or listened to or written down, the the retention rate is exponential, right? right? So like, it's even part of who we are is not to just keep stuff, yeah. but to teach it and bring others along. Right. Isn't it, isn't another phrase, we teach what we know, but we reproduce who we are. Mm. So you can mm-hmm. spend all your time in the world just telling everybody what you know, but are you actually, re- to your word reproduction, that's a, that's a great word, it's somebody who reproduces. So are you reproducing more disciples? And I think that I, I honestly would, would throw down the challenge flag right now for everybody listening to say, 
how are you and your ministry and your church doing at making disciples? That's not just a crossroads thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's part of our actual mission statement. We sure. say we want to make fully devoted followers of Jesus who yep. transform the triangle of the world. But a fully devoted follower is a disciple. Mm-hmm. That's not unique to us because Jesus said in Matthew, go make disciples. Okay, well, that that's all of our jobs. Yeah. Not just the pastor, but it's our church's job. So then that begs the question, what are you doing to make disciples in your church? Yeah, that, and that's if you're not answering that question in any way, you go, well, we're not really a discipleship-based church, or we're, you know, ah, our so vision statement oh, is let's different. Stop. We already talked about this. We're not going to mention any names. <laughs> but let's stop there. I've we're heard more that. seeker. Yeah, I've, I've heard that before. I've heard churches say we are not a discipleship church. Does that not negate the Great Commission, though? I, how, how do you get around I that? I feel like it does, you know? How do you, I, get, how do you get around that? I I don't think you can. I mean, it's it's literally <laughs> Jesus's last words on this earth. Yeah, you know, to go and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the yeah, Holy Spirit. Teaching like, them. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. But how. then you got people going, but we're not. We that's not who we are. Yeah. Now we're not here to pick on anybody. Sure, we don't. We certainly don't have it all together. But I do challenge that thought because mm. it is just a very basic one hundred and one Christian biblical mandate to make disciples. And to your original point, that I think the reason people shy away from the discipleship path is because their their thought process or frame of reference is somebody in a, in a, in a back room Sunday school class with three people in it and mm-hmm. just teaching, 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 and it's boring, and I mm-hmm. don't want to do that. And that's discipleship. And, it, and that's discipleship. Yeah. So I think the reason that maybe some churches mm-hmm. and some organizations shy away from the discipleship pathway yep. is because they don't think of it in the right context. Yeah, and the words you just used, their pathway, is where we want to go to next for the time remaining. Because, listen, there's a lot of models out there. Back in the day, it was the funnel model. You know, at the top of the funnel is where you got your open door, your front door, your outreach, Mm -hmm. and then it whittles down to, you know, classes, discipleship. But then at the bottom of the funnel, it shoots out discipleship or disciples who then get more people to come to the top of the funnel. So that was the funnel. Then there was baseball diamonds, right? We we all know those. And they're all good. (laughs) There's concentric circles. There's baseball diamonds. We have landed on a pathway, a little linear pathway, Mm -hmm. a start to a... Uh, infinity loophole at the end of it. So so I want to explain what our... In fact, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll put a link to ours. Um, it's not that we've got the best one in the market, but it might show you what we're talking about. So Ken, when you think of a discipleship pathway, what are the stages of that pathway? Well, a lot of it is obviously dependent upon where they are in their... In, or you are in your walk with Christ. Right. right? So, so if you've got so let's somebody... let's back up to... Yeah. Hey, I'm, newly saved, barely saved, maybe not even saved. Let's start there and walk through what kind of what kind of steps are along this pathway. Well, um, you know, there's salvation steps. So <laughs> there we that's go. the first one. You there you go. You, listen, you, you can't, can't be a disciple if you're not a saved. disciple if you don't know right? Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> that's step one. <laughs> the very first one. So that would include to, like your Sunday morning services, mm-hmm. outreach, to, you know, different outreach ways. Invitations. Come, yep, invitations. Uh, personal evangelism. Mm-hmm. Um there's uh, alpha groups. A lot of yep. people are familiar with alpha. Yep. Um, is, is really understanding what your relationship with Christ is mm-hmm. and taking those. And then baptism. Yep. Right? Yep. So taking that full step of, of publicly declaring right. your faith and not just, you know, personally in your heart, there's one way, but, but again, Christ says to 
be baptized yep. and, and, and let people know. Okay, so I came, <laughs> I'm saved, I've been baptized, I you know, kind of know the basics, I've gone through the New Christian Handbook, or I've gone mm-hmm. through whatever courses, Alpha, that you have, what's, what's kind of my next step? How do, so now if I come to your church and I'm, I'm already saved, but maybe mm-hmm. I'm still, but that's it, that's as far as I've gotten, yep. what, what's next for me? Well, you know, for a lot of churches out there, I think your your best bet is to let people know who you are as a church as mm-hmm. well. So uh, people have different, you know, backgrounds, different understandings, um, different even flavors of how they want to worship or, or the direct connection to the, the teaching style, whatever right. that is. So uh, here at Crossroads, what we do is we encourage everybody their, their really next step. You know, if you've got salvation step, then you're in part of this next steps, maybe category, is to go to our starting point class, yep. or maybe you would call it growth track or yep. membership. Or next or, steps, literally. Or <laughs> literally next steps, whatever yeah. you would call that. But find out a little bit more about the church that you've given your life yep. to Christ and, in, or and, you've come to know. And you're finding out your gifting, mm-hmm. things you like, where you can start serving, where you can start plugging in, those kind of things. Where you need to learn, where you need to grow, yep, all of that. Now, of course, another another way is is your traditional kind of Sunday morning. We call them connect classes. Um, those classes happen uh, throughout the week as well, through not, not just Sunday yep. morning, but they could be anything. They could be some of them are topical based, like financial peace yep. classes, you know, or yep. they're how, the how book to grow in your faith, go yep. to your book of yep. Acts, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you've got a, you could join a small group, you can volunteer on a team. All of these are different environments for you to grow around other Christians that are also maybe in the same place that you are or further along than you are right. to help you grow in your discipleship pathway. Of course, there's um, you know different ways that you can grow in your new faith as well trusting God with your finances. These are immediate next steps that if you take them as right after salvation, if you get baptized, if you join a church, if you start a small, if you get involved in a small group or a volunteer right. team, if you're starting to trust God with your finances, you that is all foundational in your faith. Yep. So we have a lot of people that come to the Raleigh area, the triangle as we call it, Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill, right? That's the triangle. Mm-hmm. I always got to mm-hmm. get that. I always got to think yep. about that for a second. <laughs> Really, so much more to and the extended area. Right? Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a like big area to grow. So this area is a high um, desirable area to move from all over the country. We have Research Triangle Park. We've got tons of jobs. Apple's coming here. Mm-hmm. Amazon's already here. It's yep. booming. Housing's booming. So we have a lot of people that move here out of state that are already pretty solid Christians. Yes, they've already gone through. Now we always want them to go to our starting point, anyways, sure. because they learn about the church. Yeah, but they don't necessarily need another just class. Yeah. So where do they fit in our discipleship model? Yeah. So again, I think the steps are like kind of seeker is that first step, that salvation. I'm not really sure about my relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. So mm-hmm. they go there. And then there's the new believer, mm-hmm. which is those next steps we just talked about. Mm-hmm. I think that then there, there becomes this growing believer. Mm-hmm. Where again, they've come from a church, they have a background, they kind of know what's going on, but how do you grow now from that? And and for us, it's under, it's understanding mission mm-hmm. as as a whole. Like it's not just about me. It's not even about just the the right. four walls of the church. Yep. But now, how can I go into my community and make an impact for Christ? Um, it's 
you know, some Bible study classes as well. So we mm-hmm. have like um, yeah, some deeper communi- ones. community Bible study yep. we have here at the church. Um, so going a little bit deeper and growing in your faith, understanding, um, maybe a little, uh, not not quite to the level of a seminary class, but right. just understanding it at a, at a deeper level and developing those habits of a regular yep. devotional. Like, okay, I'm going to daily, weekly, monthly, spend time with God, spend time in prayer, spend time in scripture, spend time in worship outside of a Sunday morning. So you're Mm -hmm. growing in that. And of course, there's also kind of discipleship classes that may be available to help you grow in your faith as well. Yeah, we we here use the terminology that if we are going to make fully devoted followers of Jesus, that there's five distinct... um, Realities. There's five ways to tell, mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. um, and that we use to connect, or serve, pray, give, yep. and that's where that would come into play in that level. Yes. So somebody who's actually developing into a disciple are going to have these five things evident. They're going to be connected, growing, serving, praying, and giving, and that's kind of you don't really expect that for the new believer or a young believer, but about that midway point on that pathway is when you're really starting to ask those questions: where are you connected? Where are you growing? Where are you serving? Mm-hmm. How's your prayer life? You know, how's your giving? How's your generosity? And all those things are learning more of that. So we have, I think, so walk us from this point to reproducing. Yeah. So the the next the next layer in our pathway is the maturing believer, mm-hmm. and these are kind of the growth steps. So the 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 growing but the growing believer before was kind of foundational mm-hmm. like now i'm really truly understanding who i am in christ going a little bit deeper in my discipleship now this is the maturing believer and it's maybe a parent pathway class where i go okay now how do i lead my kids in this right, right? so it's not just about me anymore we're also thinking about different demographics um, specific ministries, connecting with ministry pastors, connecting in men's ministry or women's ministry, being a little bit more specific to um, to that growth process. Uh, we mentioned financial peace before. Um, there's care ministries, men's and women's small groups. All of this helps you grow in your faith, but then mature in it to a deeper level. Yep, and to a leader level. Mm-hmm. So this is where we start to turn the dial, right? We start mm-hmm. to turn the dial in that mature believer level to where you're not just consuming, you're actually pouring back in. And then the final loop that we're hoping is that you now are the ones that are inviting the people to start all over again. Right. Right. That's that's the outcome. So So then quickly mm -hmm. you move kind of growth, that maturing believer really quickly um, goes into a missional believer. That's right. So that's kind of the the. Yeah, I like the, that terminology we use there. All right, cool. Believer. We go from maturing to missional, or or we've used it in this podcast, multiplying, right, yep. or reproducing, yep. um, whatever that looks like. And these are, you know, saying, all right, let me identify some other leaders around me. Let me serve on a team and lead a team. So how do I get into any, even an apprenticeship model, yep. something like that, serving in the community mm-hmm. in, in community partnerships, yep. leading different ministries, praying, maybe being a prayer counselor, teaching a class, becoming yep. a financial coach. So this is the last step of, That's great, right. I've experienced all these things. Now I'm actually going to do something with it. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, that's our time. Time went by pretty fast Whoa. on this one. Yeah. I tell you, man, time's moving quick. <laughs> There's a lot in this podcast on discipleship. Um, now, we don't have the ultimate model, but we have a good model. So it's in the show notes. You can click on it and look at it. But at the end of the day, our hope is that maybe just got you thinking about what you're doing to make disciples. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on next week's episode of One Big Thought.